It's time for Growing Hope, the show determined to grow up hearts open to pursue the extraordinary. Because you are extraordinary! And now, it's your host, Catherine Lang. Hello there, welcome to Growing Hope. I am Catherine Lang, your Hope Smith extraordinaire, and we are on a journey to live our best lives by keeping on, keeping on into all of our possibilities. We have been um, invested in untethering ourselves from the limits of the world to growing our wings so we can take flight. And over the last several weeks, we have been keeping on, keeping on. And this week, we're going to keep reaching because you have to keep reaching. You have to keep stretching. You have to keep pushing yourself to go from beyond where you are. It is not an end journey. It is a beginning journey. Every step we take, every goal we reach is a beginning journey to the next goal, to the next possibility. So if, we, if we're ending, then there's no more possibilities out there. And there are limitless possibilities for how amazing you are and what you can do with all that amazingness that is bundling up, uh, that is bundled up in you, that is bubbling up inside you, that is um, determined to get out. Because when your amazingness gets out, it affects the world. It changes the world. So today we're going to talk about how to try to do something um, in a different way. Because you keep reaching when you keep doing things. You keep reaching, you keep um, trying new possibilities. You keep um, investing in new ways, in new twists. And new, it's kind of like dancing. When you are doing a dance, something like uh, rumba, for instance, you have a very particular pattern that you follow. But if you move that same pattern over into a rhythm that is a West Coast swing, you're doing a different dance, but you're taking everything that you have and you're just doing it in a different way. So today we're going to try something different, a different place, a different time, different people, different focus, different routine. Because we need sometimes to get in there and just shake things up a little bit in order to see more to see more possibilities, to see more connections, to see more opportunities, to see more truths of who we are and what we're doing. Because the, when, we, when we get settled into a particular place, it can be difficult to see beyond that place. But when we shake things up, when we do things a little bit different, when we try it a different way, then we see new, the, the shades are pulled back, the, uh, the experience changes, all because it was just a little bit different than it was before. Um, I, I mentioned dancing. I, I taught ballroom dancing when I was in college and then um, encouraged my husband, um, he'll tell you I dragged him, to be a ballroom dancer with me when I first, when we first were married. I love the ballroom dancing. I, there was just something uh, that stirred inside of me every time I stepped on the dance floor. I absolutely loved it. But I had to get out of my um, self because 
it's probably going to shock you, but I had a tendency to lead. <laughs> and in ballroom dancing, that's a no-no. Apparently, you're not supposed to have two leads. So the guy is supposed to be leading. And I had a ballroom dance instructor, a, a, a supervisor, who would take me out on the dance floor and dance around the dance floor to whatever he decided he was going to dance to. He didn't listen to the music, didn't follow the beat. He just got out there and he moved. And what it forced me to do was to shift my perspective. And instead of listening to the music or recognizing the style of music, I had to trust and settle into the, the lead of his lead. So my, my, my steps would be based on his lead. My movements would be based on his lead. But until he pushed me into doing things completely different from the way that it's expected, I could not break that habit. But once he did that, and, and he did it several days in a row, once, once he did that to me, I began to settle into the, the feel of the movement of the dance as opposed to the restrictions that I had put in place. So when we're doing something different, trying something different, we want to try it in a different place. Take your work, love to do this, take your work and go to a different location. Uh, you can go to um, <laughs> the beach, although it's a little breezy there, or the park, or you can go to a coffee shop or the library, just something with a different scene. Uh, this last week, my husband and I went to the Gaylord Hotel or Resort in Nashville, Tennessee. That, to me, would be the ideal location to go and just be away from just to be in something different because there's waterfalls and there's plants and it's like being outside, but you have the temperature control of being inside because you have the sunshine and it's just the, the sounds and the atmosphere. It's just perfect. It's a very different location than any place I've ever written. It's like taking my favorite happy place when I was younger, which was High Falls. It was actually a a place outside of High Falls that you had to climb up a, a cliff and you had to climb through weeds and, and bushes and whatnot. And then you would be on this moss covered rock and it was my happy place. Well, this Gaylord Hotel was that same thing. It's the same feeling, but it's a different place from where I would normally work. So what you wanna do is you wanna take your work on the road, go to the coffee shop, go to the library, um, go to the park, go somewhere different, even if it's just for a day or just for a moment, or maybe it's for you do go on to someplace like the Gaylord Hotel. You go to a location and you take a location trip to try something different. It's going to spark ideas that, that you may not have found if you stayed locked in your restrictions. The second thing is to think about trying things at a different time. We all have different energy levels at different times of the day, and we all have different optimum energy levels. So we want to make sure that we're taking our optimum time and putting it to work optimally. <laughs> we want to make sure that we're using our time wisely. So if you are just all gung-ho and ready to go and getting things done first thing in the morning, tackle your hardest projects during that time. If you are the opposite and it's nighttime when you have your, your most, your inspiration moments, 
let that be your um, hard time. But for me, it's first thing in the morning. I'm up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get things done. I'm good till about lunch. Then um, I start wavering a little bit. And then by two o'clock, I want to take a nap. So what I have learned to do is to try doing uh, active activities around 2 p.m. So if I have chores to do or I have crafts to do or something like that, something crafty, then that's when I tried to do that is at 2 p.m. And the reason is because I know that that's when my energy levels is down, but being in those activities helps um, motivate my in energy level and fuel my energy level. So I have more energy to do more things. But think about when you normally do things and what are the results that come from that. And even if that's your optimum time, it might be a good opportunity to shift things around for a little bit and, and just try different things at different times. Try doing your chores at night before you go to bed or try, if that's, not, if that's when you normally do them, try doing them when you first get up first thing in the morning. Just shift things around. The whole idea behind this process, the whole idea behind doing something different is that you're trying to stimulate your mind, stimulate your heart, stimulate your um, even your physical being into doing things differently, doing things unexpectedly because we're stretching. We're, remember, we're going to keep reaching. We're reaching beyond where we are into the possibilities of where we want to be. And the only way we can do that is to move out of where we are. And we can only move out of where we are if we're daring to do things differently. So we're doing them we're doing them in a different place and we're doing them at a different time and we're doing things with different people. Um, I am, I have, I've said this several times this last week. I don't think I've ever met a stranger. I am very comfortable in different situations, but not everybody is like that. I, I am just as comfortable in the church down the road as I am in the church that I grew up. Um, I, I don't even think about denominations. I just go in and meet the people and enjoy the people and, in, and enjoy the service, however that service is run. But not everybody's like that. But when I go in and I'm willing to meet different people and do things with different people, even if it's something I would normally do at a different location, at, at, at my normal location, such as church, then I experience new revelations. I see things with a different perspective. I hear things differently because they're spoken differently by different people. Um, so meet with new people. Meet with people that have a different interest. Go to a group that you would not normally have gone to. Uh, go to an event that you might not normally go to. But make sure it's an opportunity to engage at that event, because otherwise you miss out on the whole idea of hanging out with different people. If you're just in the same space with different people, it's not the same as engaging with those different people. So find ways to engage with different people so that you can stretch beyond your ordinary, your normal, and your expected that can lock you in to limitations. Again, go back to the ballroom dance scenario until I released my need to control. <laughs> I was not able to truly enjoy ballroom dancing, but once I broke the habit of 
being the one in charge and settled into the lead, when I played my part, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the journey is so much more enjoyable. It, whether it's in ballroom dancing or it's in uh, business or it's in ministry, wherever it is, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you will enjoy the journey so much more, even if you're in a different place with different people. The fourth thing to think about is that try a different focus. There were these images that um, back during the mall era, <laughs> when you would go to the mall, you would go to a shop and they would have pictures hanging up on the posters, hanging up on the wall. And they're, they're, I believe they're called magic eye images. And you would have to stare at these images until your eyes began to differentiate in the, in the pixels. And what would happen is when your eyes did this little shift, all of a sudden, you weren't just looking at a big blob of color, you would see an image, or that's what they told me. <laughs> but in order to be able to see the image, you had to be able to shift your focus just a little bit. And um, when you shifted your focus, it, you would see something differently. The same holds true about our journey. As long as we hold into one focus, and, and this is not about your unique design. Your unique design needs to be your focus. This is about the peripheral focus, the things that are around us, the situations that we're facing, the, the people in our lives. When we shift our focus just a little bit, we'll see a different image. And that image, it, it may allow us to adjust our interpretation of the moment. So we want to be willing to use a different focus, even if it's just for a season, even if it's just for a moment, even if it's um, for uh, out of request by others, by me. <laughs> I'm requesting that you go and shift your focus for a little bit. By seeing differently, by shifting that focus differently, you see a beauty that you could not hold onto. You could not behold that beauty if you did not allow yourself to shift your focus just that little bit. And we need to be willing to see the beauty in whatever it is we're facing. The final thing is to think about having a different routine. Think about putting together a schedule, your normal schedule. What is it? What is your nine to five or your six to 10 or whatever, whatever your um, normal schedule is and just shake it up. <laughs> just shake it all up, forget everything about it and try to do things completely different. Uh, one of the best ways to completely shake up your routine is to go on a true vacation and unplug. Turn off your cell phones, turn off your computers and just enjoy where you are. Uh, another way to shake up your schedule is, or your routine, is to uh, ignore what you would normally consider uh, essential. Don't make your bed. <laughs> get up in the morning and don't make your bed when you get out of bed. Just to shake up your schedule. Now, yes, I know it's a very painful thing to do if you're used to making your bed, but it will it'll shift your mind. It'll shift your thoughts. It's a whole lot more difficult to worry about the big things when you're really worrying about 
why you didn't make your bed this morning. <laughs> but we, the ideal situation is to shift in ways that uh, focus our energy in a positive manner. But any shakeup, any shakeup can stir the imagination and the determination. So shake up your schedule, shake up your menu. Oh, yes, please. Don't have tacos every Tuesday. <laughs> have tacos on Monday. Wow. <laughs> so shake it up and shake up your routine. When you shake it up, see what happens. See where things settle. See if maybe some things filter out completely because of the shakeup. You never know, and you won't know if you don't invest in trying, if you don't take the opportunity to shift and, and do things differently and find a different routine. You may find a routine that works even better than the routine you thought was perfect for your journey because you were willing to shake it up just a little bit. We are designed to do so much more than we give ourselves credit for or we give ourselves permission to do. Usually we're so busy sitting around waiting for somebody else to give us permission that we don't know that we can, even though we can, even though we did. But when we try things differently, when we do something different in a different way, when we one, uh, do it in a different place, two, at a different time, three, with different people, four, with a different focus, or five, with a different routine, what we do is we uh, remove the need to have permission because we're doing things differently. We're doing things un unusual, unscripted, uh, unscheduled. So why do we need permission? And it dares us to stretch ourselves a little bit farther, to reach beyond where we are, to reach beyond the limitations that we put in place and to dare to do more than we ever thought possible. All because we tried it a little bit different. So what will you try differently in order to be all that you, you're designed to be? Dare to step out of your restricted area and to dance to your own beat. If you are struggling in any way to find your rhythm, to find your routine, to find your unique design, I am here to help. I'm here to encourage. I'm here to um, find a way for you to enjoy your journey. Reach out to me over at katherinelang.com and schedule your 20-minute free phone call today. You have it in you right now to not just live your best life, but live beyond the imagination. Until next time, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Please subscribe and share the Growing Hope Show and find a way to be blessed and in all you're doing to be a blessing. Thank you for joining us for Growing Hope with Katherine Lang, where we are sharing hope, encouragement, and inspiration to do more. Visit www.katherinelang.com to invite Katherine to be part of your event or to share your own stories of possibility living. 
Until next time, remember that a seed of hope planted and nurtured will grow up into a world of possibilities.